Welcome, you're listening to A Certain Degree. Local artist, graphic designer, and all-around good guy, Rhett Withy, is the guest on this episode, and guest he does. I have no idea what that means. This episode is brought to you by Motion Rapture. Acting classes are so 1997. Motion capture is the way movies will be made from now on. Everyone wearing ping pong balls and everything green screened, like the Warner Brothers always intended. Be the next Andy Circus with our patented training program. Andy Circus. You know, Gollum from Lord of the Rings and Caesar from the Planet of the Apes movies. The new ones, not the old ones with Charlton Heston. Oh, he's Snoke in the new Star Wars movies. You could be Snoke! Motion Rapture. Enroll at toacertaindegree.com. Phantom Planet on WPRK. Winter Park, Florida. That was Raise the Dead. Happy Halloween, everyone. Uh, that's why I played that. And uh, yeah, good morning. Welcome. You're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK. Winter Park, Florida. I've got a very special guest this morning, as I do every week. My name is Nick, by the way. And so what we're going to do right now is play a little game with uh, Rhett Withy. Good morning, Rhett. Good morning. Uh, could we have you, that mic, right up, yep. right yep. closer. Right, right Look closer. Look at that. Hello. Uh, you sound so good. Thank you. You should do radio. <laughs> I'm not saying you have a face for radio. Yeah, I've been, hold, I've been told that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, I could see why, but you don't. <laughs> I could see that because I have a trained eye for it. I look at a face for radio every morning, every afternoon, every evening. Does it get to a point where you're walking down the sidewalk and you say, that person would be fantastic on the radio just by looking at their face? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I can just judge a person that way. I feel like, you know, I'm always judging books by their cover, so why not people as well? <laughs> why not? So, uh, I don't really know you all that well, Red. We met kind of briefly at a Manila Museum event. You came out to speak after doing a show with some other artists, some young up-and-coming artists here in Central Florida. Yep. And so, uh, just was so uh, taken aback by the quality of the work and everything else that we have here in Orlando that I wanted to have you on. So, I invited John, and who knew that you would say yes? Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me on. <laughs> I don't know if special guest is the correct terminology, but yeah, guest is great. Guest is very special guest. So we're going to go through and we're going to do everything with you. If you ever listen to the show, we've got bad business ideas. Okay. I've got a very, very special pop quiz for you. Mm. Uh, we're going to get to know you a lot better as well. So oh, I'm going to no. ask you personal, super personal questions. Oh, no. Uh, on a radio show. Yeah, terrifying. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I do have a dump button, but I choose not to use it. Okay. So I'll just put that out there now. Hide your children. Let's get to know you a little bit better first, though, and get, you know, kind of warm up okay. uh, with a little game. And instead of, it's basically 20 questions, instead of it being yes or no, up or down, anything like that, okay. we're going to play far or away. Now, the reason for that is far is good, far is if you're for something, because far sounds romantic. I'm going far. Like, that sounds like you have lofty goals and things of that nature. Mm -hmm. um, it sounds like an adventure. Away, nobody likes to yeah. just go away. Like, you're the away team, which if you were on Star Trek, that probably meant you were a red shirt and you were yeah, going to die. You're, you're not making it back. Or if you're an away team, uh, you're going to get booed because you're going to someone else's home stadium. Yep. And uh, that's not going to be good. And then my understanding is some people actually say this. Don't forget to put your away message on, which nobody should ever <laughs> say out loud. This yeah. is an awful thing. Yeah. So that's why away is bad. Far, good. Got it. Okay. 
Halloween. How do you feel about Halloween, far or away? Far. Yeah? You yes. like it? All for Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. Is it? Yeah, absolutely favorite holiday. Okay, so is it the candy? Is it the costumes? Is it the uh, uh, the wigs, like being someone else for I, a little bit? I think it's, it's my favorite because it's the only time of the year where, like, skulls and creepy things are like, hey, thumbs up, you know, like. Oh, okay. An April Frankenstein. Nobody likes that. An April Frankenstein but, brings May vampires. Yeah, ex- yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yep. Yeah. Huh, okay. Well, that makes sense. So you like creepy things. Love is creepy what things. I'm hearing. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Voicemail. Speaking of creepy things, far or away? Like leaving a voicemail or receiving a voicemail? Uh, away. Yeah. I never leave voicemails. No. No. I. I. I'm, you do the call and hang up, and then they can see the missed call. Was I'm from pretty you. much just a beeper for people. You know, like, I call you, you see my number, and then there's nothing else. So, like, I guess I have to call him back. Oh, so nice. I, I'm just a pager system. Nice. So you like the mystery associated with it. Yeah, but there's, I, I don't even really like talking on the phone. <laughs> so if you get a phone call from me that's, like, super rare, and if I leave a voicemail, like, you should save that because that's probably the only one you're ever going to get. Oh, it'll be worth money someday. Yeah, well, I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, obviously it will. <laughs> And uh, so you are, are, are you texting only for the most part? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Very good. So I will leave you a voicemail. Got it. <laughs> uh, colonizing Mars, far or away? I, I guess it's both technically, yeah, but te- are you for it by far or are you against it by away? I am far for it. I think that's the next frontier. Like we're supposed to leave this planet and go to venture out. I mean, that's the human psyche, right? Like all the explorers, like, just looking for what's next out there. Just going to, yeah, because we can't seem to fix things. And we can't seem to maintain things. We could do a good job at messing everything up. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. That's actually a really good point. So just keep going. Yeah, why not? Just go mess it up. Like, we're always making these movies about, like, uh, Independence Day where these aliens come and they use up all the resources and then they leave. Mm -hmm. Are we those aliens? We get mad when they come and mess up the things that we're supposed to mess up. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. We do have. Get out of here, aliens. Get out of here, aliens. We got it. (laughs) No assistance needed. (laughs) So I I do this, uh, and I know that you're not supposed to. And, you know, I do wash my hands quite a bit during the day, but uh, taking your phone in the bathroom, far or away. So they just did a recent study that said, this is a bad idea, guys. Why was it a bad idea? Well, more options or more opportunity for germs to get to you. Oh, come on. Like, I'm I'm far. Like, I, I like to read and, you know. Do stuff. Do stuff on my phone. Not Candy Crush, but, like, Reddit. You know, those are that's some good times to read some. some to uh, sit down and uh, concentrate. And learn some irreverent trivia for possibly today. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Is that what you were doing? I you were just in the bathroom? Yeah, just now. Yeah, yeah, I was looking up, like, AMA stuff. <laughs> just going to do some great jokes yeah. from Reddit. I got to steal right. everybody else's jokes. Uh, from a social media standpoint, so you're an artist. I should have pointed this out. You're a graphic designer. Uh, so you're mm-hmm. very visual in your communication. So yes. Instagram is a big one for you. Mm-hmm. Is that your favorite social media? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely favorite. Um, yeah, I have a Twitter account, and I'll tweet on there randomly every once in a while when mm-hmm. I when I think of something that, like, I need to share this with the world. Which is not often, sure. um, but I'll put that on there. I don't really use Facebook that much anymore. Um, 
that's just kind of like my, my thing now for finding local events is Facebook. <laughs> so interacting with people for the most part, uh, you know, Instagram is is interesting in the sense that you can't really share a link. You can't really do a lot of the stuff mm -hmm. that you would do in Facebook and Twitter. Is that the part or is that one of the aspects of it that you like? I like Instagram because I can put my work out there and I also use it as a, a big tool for inspiration for other work. Oh, so, okay. So you're looking up other people's yeah, stuff. I yeah, I follow a lot of other illustrators, like other Orlando artists and stuff too, mm -hmm. where it's like, so I can, every single, every single time I open it, I can, I can just see like inspiration and like, here's whatever else is doing. Like, okay, okay, this is good. What percentage is inspiration and what percentage is frustration? Like when you look at stuff and you go, oh, I wish I was that good. Uh, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's but like, then you translate it to inspiration. Yeah, it's like 90% to 10%. Like 90% like, I wish I could do these this style. <laughs> and then I attempt and that's the 10% inspiration. So I guess it's always a learning all right, thing from there. That's good. If, uh, yeah, if you had it down, if you were like so together, you were like, oh, no, it's just all inspiration. Everybody. Yeah, no, 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 that's you're that's, lying to me right now. Yeah, uh, it is Halloween season. So I, I and I know you like creepy stuff. So I feel like I know what the answer to this is going to be. But far away zombies. In the sense of do I like the idea of zombies or do I? Hmm. So zombies in real life versus zombies as a storytelling device. OK, pop I, culture far. But it de depends on the kind of zombie, though, because there's oh, like yeah. the, the fast wiggly zombies that the are really popular super now. Super fast wiggly zombies. Yeah, and then there's the slow, lumbering zombies. Yep. I think that is more terrifying than the fast wiggly zombies. So kind of the Pepe Le Pew of zombies, like he's not in any hurry, but he's going to get you. Yes, because yep. that's just an unstoppable horde that is coming at you right. nonstop. The running ones are just going to get you. Yeah. Yeah. You're done. You're not going to be able to run that fast. Exactly. But uh, if you have, you know, a limited supply of ammo. Yep. And they're not stopping, then that's terrifying. Yeah. These so, things I think about. It. I'm for zombies. Yeah. I'm in the pro zombie movement. Okay. Yeah. Are you prepared? Do you have like everything set up and ready to go? Yeah. I gave um, rules to my family and stuff like in the, in preparation when I become a zombie. Mm -hmm. And so they know what to do. Just chain me up outside is what they're... Just hang out, That's yeah. the plan. Just watch TV. Yeah. <laughs> Go on Reddit and... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, how about Amazon recently requested a trademark on this phrase? Okay. I want to see what you think about it. Single cow burgers. Single cow burgers. Mm -hmm. So it's burgers that are made from one cow, not a combination. Amalgamation of, of cows, yeah. Like a wine. You don't have a crab yeah. <laughs> It's a Merlot with a, yeah. Oh, I hint this Highlands cow in here. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. I I don't think, that's a weird, I guess you can trademark it. I mean, it's marketing. You can own that. Yep. Nobody else is owning single cow burgers, so. Yeah, I was I was struck by it. It's, it's almost like a, um, you know, hipster burger or a, uh, you know, very, if you're really into beef. That's kind of what you want. Artisan cow. Yeah. 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 You can name it. You can, you know, get the background information on it. You can see where it's been. <laughs> the name of this cow. Yeah. <laughs> Stella. That's all I want to do. I just want to name it Stella so I could do that. So, so easy to make that joke. Uh, coffee, far or away? Far. I yeah. need coffee every day. I tried doing the tea thing for a while, mm -hmm. and that was interesting, but. <laughs> interesting in what sense? <laughs> There's not enough caffeine. 
Okay. I, at this point, there's in my also life, the taste of it is. Yeah, it dries your mouth out. Yeah. 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 Like cotton mouth. I don't care for it. It doesn't. I gave up on it. I gave. I, I end up putting so much sugar and other stuff in it that it just becomes like almost a oh, syrup. I just, I just do black coffee. Yeah. I, I just if I could just inject the caffeine and coffee into my veins, that would be the way to go. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll look into that uh, <laughs> during the second hour. Uh, okay. So we have driverless cars. Driverless cars. Far. You you want to get in one? Uh, yes, but maybe not the first generation. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll wait a couple you'll gens. Wait, okay. So you'll wait till version 2.0. Maybe 3.0. 3.0 when, 0. They, work out. 3.0 yeah. when yeah. they work out some of the kinks. Yeah. Just there's going to be bugs. There's always bugs in the first first software program. Sure. So. I'll, I'll wait a little bit, but I'm all for it. So why is that? Is it a safety thing with you? Is it just the idea of getting in and being able to sit back and relax? I mean, in theory, once they work out all the kinks. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's going to be an interesting sensation the first time that you just let go of the wheel and mm -hmm. or even the car that doesn't even have a wheel. Is that a thing? Would that be a thing eventually? They, uh, I think what it'll be is they'll still have a way for you to take control because mm -hmm. it won't be fully autonomous. It may only be autonomous on certain roads or something mm -hmm. along those lines at first, at least. Well, um, but yeah, you still be able to take control, but you'll be able to maybe you could sit back. I'm literally sitting back. It's on the radio. So I think this is illustrated very well by me moving. Backwards. He's, he's moving backwards. Right, because the the this is the steering wheel. The microphone mm -hmm. is the steering wheel. Now I'm coming back because I want more control yeah. over the car. So, I mean, I like the idea. Yeah, it's gonna be scary at first, but you'll get used to it. Maybe they can just set up like a Tomorrowland Speedway track around the city where you just can't go. You know, you can't go veer into right. other lanes so the, and stuff. Um, that's how they did it in Minority Report, right? Like, yeah. there were driverless cars, but only on the highway. Yeah. So you controlled it the rest of the time, but when you got on the highway, everything was strictly controlled. I mean, the speedway at Disneyland is in Tomorrowland. Yeah. So they're... And they are building the uh, test track for driverless cars in Lake County. See? Yep. There you go. It is just going to become another theme park. I love it. <laughs> All right. How about uh, the World Series? Far or away? Far. So you played, played baseball as a kid? Played baseball. Love baseball. I don't feel like there's that many people anymore that love baseball, which is interesting. It's still a popular enough sport, right? Like, it's still yeah. doing well. But it's it's football now. Everything's football. Sure. And NBA is coming up mm -hmm. uh, because I, I think they've embraced their drama a little bit more. And so you've got this thing where you're always wondering where the players are going to end up mm -hmm. and who's got beef with who. Uh, and, you know, how much of that is manufactured, who's to say. But Yeah. World yeah. Series starts on Tuesday, much to so, the chagrin of my wife because we'll be watching all of the games, and she's not a big <laughs> fan of watching baseball on TV. She says she likes it going to the stadium. Sure. But on TV, she's like, this is the worst. It, 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 if you don't have a dog or a pony in the race, mm -hmm. depending on what kind of race you're going to, maybe a chicken. Is that, do we race chickens? Um, that's, yeah. no, you, you fight chickens. Fight chickens. Yeah. If you don't have a chicken in the fight, <laughs> then how exciting could it be? But so who are you rooting for? The Dodgers or, and I can't believe I'm saying this, the Astros. It's crazy, right? Yeah. They sh it's it's just, weird. The realignment um, was not cool. It's, I'm, I'm pulling for the Astros. Um, no particular reason. 
But I think everything that happened with Houston earlier this year, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But just the the fact that they were like three seasons, four seasons ago, they were in the National League. Yeah. It's like this matchup could have just been the National League Championship Series a few right. years ago. Right. If the Astros weren't the worst team in baseball. But that's another part of it is that they were terrible just a few years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh it's interesting to see them. Plus they have the greatest alternate uniforms in baseball. They really do. I mean, because the Expos aren't around anymore. Yes, that's true. Expos okay. are the best. Well, maybe the second best team logo. What is the best? I, I love the Brewers logo, the old one. Oh, the, the Brewers logo is yeah. pretty good. Yeah, the glove, the Elbe of uh, of Montreal. Yeah, is pretty. I'm from Montreal, so mm. that's why I'm. And that's a great partial. logo. There's so many things in that logo. Yeah. But yeah, they really overthought it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Back when you could overthink things like thoroughly and yeah. get it through an approval process. But in case, you know, for the listeners who don't know what the Astros alternate <laughs> uniforms are. Beautiful. Uh, it's like a ombre of orange and gold that goes across like half of the, the, their jersey. They're going to whip those out for the World Series, aren't they? I hope so. Oh, gosh. They should just wear amazing. this for every game. They 100% should. <laughs> Like, forget it being this staid and stodgy sort of institution of baseball. Let's just go with crazy, crazy uniforms. Yeah. Minor league baseball has the craziest uniforms, though. Yeah. All right. So, baseball is good. The World Series is good. Uh, The iPod came out 16 years ago today. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about the iPod? I had the iPod Classic. uh, With the click wheel? Yeah, I had the click wheel. And that thing was... I love that thing. I wish I still had it, to be honest. Did it stop working, or were you just like, oh, I got a phone now. Why do I need this? That, yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh, this is this is lame. But I wish I could, I still had it. I could leave it in my car, just plugged in and everything. Yeah. Because, um, you know, Bluetooth can be dodgy sometimes. Sure. Yeah. That's why they call it Bluetooth and yeah. not, you know. Always orange, on tooth. Orange tooth. Yeah. Because blue, it's sad. Yeah. I guess. I don't know where that came from. I don't know either. From the, I don't know. But I'm, I'm for George, the iPod. George Bluetooth came up with the idea <laughs> of it. Will the will the iPod be the, the vinyl of the future? It might be. I was surprised to find out that they're still making them. So I actually wow. had to go online and see, okay, wait. Is it the 16th anniversary or did they stop making them like two years ago? Yeah. When the iPhones became so... Prevalent, but yeah, they're still making them, and basically they are like uh, uh, just a cellularless version of an iPhone. It's got to be a small market for that. At, uh, at I think days. so. Yeah, probably kids who yeah. are not ready for an iPhone. Here, Tommy, mm-hmm. have your iPod, and we'll see if you can keep it safe for a year, and then you can. Uh, it's like a trainer. It's like a, a training wheels. Yeah, uh, for cellular. That's phones. a good. That's a good way to way Test. to describe that. Yeah. 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 Your kid is going to lose it. Tommy's going to break it how like much, in a month. How much less is it than just an iPhone? I think it's actually more expensive. That's what I would do. Yeah. I would make it more expensive so they just buy the <laughs> iPhone. Because you're going to end up making more money with the iPhone. Yeah, just time. buy an iPhone and then just turn off the cellular part of it. Yeah, you're never you gonna, or just use your old, old iPhone. That's yeah, a, there you I go. Have seven or eight old iPhones sitting around that I use as music servers. Well, that's not going to happen anymore because their replacement program, they don't want people keeping their oh, phones. Yeah. No, no, no. They, they want them back. Mm-hmm. Why do they want them back, do you think? Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Conspiracy to think about there. <laughs> uh, so as an artist, uh, as somebody who is uh, probably prone to this, uh, how do you feel about cursive and kids <laughs> learning cursive? In the school? band? or Oh, oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I, 
am away from cursive. Mm. And I'm, I, I can almost hear the all my teachers and uh, everybody screaming right now. They're all listening. Yeah, they all are. I texted them yeah. all because I know you wouldn't. And I texted them as you because oh. they know that you wouldn't call. And then they said, who the hell is this person? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I get that um, a lot. <laughs> I get that so much. Uh, I, just because everything now is... It's so digital. Like you don't need, you don't really need cursive anymore. The only time I use cursive, I think, is my signature. That barely counts as cursive. That's just scribbles. So if they don't learn cursive, can they sign something? Yes. Yes. They so can still. just learn how to scribble. Pretty much. Basically. Yeah. I mean, you can sign with an X. It's a good point. It's not the safest. No, uh, <laughs> unless you're an X man. That's true. Yeah. That would be great. That would so be I'm great. just going to say I'm an X-Man. <laughs> uh, sandwiches, far or away? Uh, I am far. Yeah. I like a good sandwich. What's your favorite sandwich to make for yourself, and what is your favorite sandwich to have made for you? The favorite sandwich I make for myself would be uh, peanut butter and bananas Okay. with toasted bread. Not regular soft bread. you got to toast the bread. Yeah, I can uh, see that. But then made for me... Uh, Probably a Cuban. Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 I couldn't. Yeah. It's it's funny because there are sandwiches that you could make them exactly the same way that somebody else would. Mm -hmm. They're not going to taste the same. No, no. It's it's that like the, I think it's the process. Mm -hmm. Right. So when you're when you're making your sandwich and you're just like, oh, this is going to be so good. I can't wait to chow into this. Right. And you sit down, you take that bite and you're like, yes, I, I made it right. That's you need that process part to to enjoy right. it. Well, you also need, you get into that mind space, too, because if you have it in the context of, like, you're going to Black Bean Deli, mm -hmm. you're yeah. like, I'm going to have a Cuban. Mm -hmm. You get in that headspace of the, the Cuban sandwich experience, the mm -hmm. entire experience. If you're just making it at home on your George Foreman panini press or whatever it is, man, that's not going to be as good. No. You're not in the right headspace. No, I, I, I don't think I can know how to properly make it. I just I just know if I order it from this place, it's going to be fantastic. Right. So. I could have all the components in front of me and be like, "I this is like, foreign to me. Where did I go wrong in yeah. this process here? Yeah, I do that a lot. Yeah. Where did I go wrong <laughs> in this process here? Uh, the beach. The beach. I'm Far away. Or away. I'm away. No, not I, so much. I have the whitest tan. I guess it's not a tan if it's... You're, you're practically translucent. I was going to say something about yeah, that. Yeah, I just, I don't like, I don't like going swimming. I'm not afraid of swimming. Okay. I just don't enjoy it. I don't like being wet. So you don't like swimming? Don't like swimming. So, therefore, I'm just... But you're not afraid of it? No, I just don't It's like just uncomfortable. It. So yeah. the sandy beach? But then, like, why? <laughs> just <laughs> laying there, like... Just sweaty on a beach. Yeah, like, and then you got sand all over your feet, and then it's getting in your car, and you're hot, and I, no, no thank you. Okay. I could, I as could as somebody that. that's lived in Florida my entire life. You grew up here? Yeah. Nice. N no to the beach. Okay. Did you <laughs> grow up inland? Is that why? Yeah, I grew up here in Orlando. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very good. And so tiny houses. Now, you're not going to do this. You're you're married. Yep. Uh, probably not the right time for a tiny house for you. Uh, no, we have too much stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea mm -hmm. of tiny houses. If I was... Uh, single and just wanted to stay single i guess i'm not saying that a tiny house is not going to get somebody a relationship but um 
don't you're know. You're kind just, of, I, I feel like you're opting out of relationship if you are living in a tiny house. I, I guess, because then you're just saying that, like, this is only enough space for my stuff. Well, also, you have simplified your life, right? Like, yeah. the idea behind the tiny house to me is that you're forcing yourself to make uh, the, the most minimalist choices in your life. So a relationship probably doesn't fit into that at all. That's a great point. Yeah. I, you know, I never thought about it in that aspect of, like, the reason why people like tiny... I right. thought just people like small houses. Like, right. oh, it's less clutter. Or, and the tiny house experience sometimes is they're on wheels so you can just leave. Oh, I didn't, oh yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, so a lot of times I think that doesn't benefit relationships either, from what I understand. Mm. Just picking up and leaving suddenly in the middle of a relationship. Again, <laughs> I'm not very good at these. So isn't good. Like that, your friends come try to come over to your house. Yeah, you're, and you're just not there anymore. Yeah. Where? Uh, oh, tiny house. Oh, got it. Yeah, <laughs> he's at the Walmart parking lot now. Yep, <laughs> yep. He just moved two spaces down, but you can't see it. Like, oh no, that that can't be him. It's that house is over there now. Yeah, that can't possibly be. That's good. I like tricking people. Uh, cobbler. Last question. Cobbler. The dessert. Mm-hmm. Not the person who fits fi- uh, fixes shoes. Oh, far or away. Hmm, away. Not so much on cobbler. No, not so much. Uh, more of a chocolate guy, more of a savory. Do you like dessert? I do like dessert. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess more, yeah, I don't just peach cobblers, no. Apple cobblers, not really. Is that a thing, apple cobbler? I'm sure it is. Yeah. No, I, I like cheesecakes. Cheesecakes, pie, okay. Stuff like that. Pie. So, like an apple pie? Or is it more on the... I'm uh, not even that big on apple pie. Yeah. Like, I'll eat it. Like, thank you. Pumpkin pie? Love pumpkin pie. Okay. But right. apple pie, yeah. I'll like pass. a chocolate uh, a chocolate pie? Is that a thing? Mm-hmm. They have chocolate pie? Yeah. Okay. Charlie's Bakery on Curry Ford. Delicious. Amazing. Yep. They got good chocolate pie? They have good chocolate you pie. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> or you may have heard it before. I'm I, not I sure. can vouch for them. Okay. So we will do another song. So... Phantom Planet was the first song we played. I didn't even mention that. Mm-hmm. That was Raise the Dead because we're coming into the Halloween uh, home stretch. What a smart, you smart play. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so this song is actually going to be by The Ghouls. Okay. Which is a fun uh, band from the UK who's actually playing tonight mm. over at Will's. So they're doing a show called, uh, let's see, Foreign Descent 4. Uh, so it's the fourth uh, version of this show, Foreign Descent. And they have a bunch of punk bands or punkish bands that are from uh, overseas for the most part. Very so they cool. have a French band, uh, a couple of English bands, and then some other ones. Maybe a Canadian one, because technically that's foreign. Yeah. It's funny to think that, but it's true. It is mm-hmm. funny to think that. I'm Canadian, so just oh. watch yourself. Oh. Yeah. Excuse me. Stay there. <laughs> uh, so this is the Ghouls with Facebook friends on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. The Ghouls on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. As mentioned earlier, they will be playing tonight at Will's Pub. In the meantime, you're here listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick. I'm here with, with Rhett Withy. I, I still want to add the H. I want to say Withy. It's it's common that it gets mispronounced. We yeah. get, I get a lot of random letters thrown in there, like N's and L's. Yeah. So we'll get like Whitney and Whitley and occasionally i'll get the whitey which is the worst yeah that's not great because you, in general you, you know you're at a restaurant and they're like whitey party of four and well that could be anybody right like it's 
true? But it's me? <laughs> Did you yeah, mean you Withy? Wanna, yes. Yeah, you yes. don't want to necessarily. Yeah, Whitey. Yeah. <laughs> right over here. Party four. Uh, I would like to talk for a minute. Uh, obviously, I want to talk about you, Rhett, okay. uh, the work that you're doing at Big Eye Creative. Uh, the app that you're working on is very interesting. We were talking a little bit about that earlier, and I was taking a look at it mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend. And then, uh, obviously, the uh, the art exhibit that you were able to take part in over at the Manello Museum and your own artwork, uh, doing murals and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, I want to talk of Batman or about Batman. Is that how you say it? I think it's of Batman. Okay. Uh, so here's a guy. You might be familiar with him. Yeah, I've heard of him. Of him. Yeah. Good. So that's why we're talking <laughs> of Batman. Uh, he wants to strike fear into the heart of criminals, right? Okay. Yeah. Takes the mantle of a bat, which much to the chagrin of the Bat Association of America, who wanted mm. to really push bats as pets, can't do that now because Batman's made them scary. Yeah. Really gentle, gentle, wonderful creatures. Yeah, there's no coming back from that. Great though. pets. No, they can't. They're done. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I don't think he's considered yet is, you know, there's a lot of scary things about bats. Mm-hmm. Not just the, uh, you know, the, I don't know, the fangs uh, or whatever it is about them. Yeah. Because there's one thing that happened to me personally when it came to bats. Uh, and so it was the guano. Oh, yeah. So uh, bats got into a building I was working in, bat guano dust got in, and we had to actually leave the building. So they're going to tear it down now. It's condemned. <laughs> uh, so I don't know how Batman can use this. Okay. But I just want to put it out there. Using guano as a weapon. As some part of his bat-themed approach to life. Well, he you you said it already. The The guano dust. Yeah. Right, so you could just put that in like the uh, the the criminals hideout. Yeah, exactly, he's got a, a spot on his utility belt for guano dust. It's Perfect. right next to the shark repellent, mm-hmm. and he just puts that into the ventilation system. And now that building is condemned, and all of the, I guess it, if you're a villain, you don't really care about if the building's condemned or not. Uh, if you own it. I don't think the Joker would care about building well, regulations. Joker, maybe. <laughs> I feel like the Penguin would. Yeah, he, yeah. Or the Riddler. Yeah, the Riddler, definitely. Yeah, he's big on building code. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. He is very yeah. stringent about his policies towards his buildings. But that the guano dust, you could totally use that. Okay. I'm going to use that just, just in general. I'm just actually surprised he doesn't have that. I. That's kind of why I was bringing it up. Mm. So, Batman self-identifies... I'm going to say as a superhero. Yeah. As much as I would like to self-identify as that, uh, I don't. But I was wondering, you know, the the interesting thing about having people on is not generally there's not one thing that can define a person, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to put a label on you and say you're an artist or you're a graphic designer or something like that. But in general, how do you self-identify when people ask you what you do? Because there is a lot to you and... There's a lot to designers and artists and, and people of your ilk. Yeah, that's that's a tough one because I struggle that, with that too. Like, because I do illustrations um, that they're okay, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't call myself an illustrator because I don't know why. But then probably because you're too hard on yourself and you might be a perfectionist. Maybe that's probably yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. then, but then I do the graphic designer stuff for for Big Eye. Mm-hmm. And I'm the lead designer there. So then I'm making logos and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, graphic designer. But then there's more to that because I'll also do, like, websites and stuff. So then you're 
an UI designer, like yeah. so, uh, maybe just visual designer. Visual designer. Visual designer. Yeah. I think, or visual creative. Did you say visual? I think I might have. Yeah. The the caffeine is so like video visual <laughs> creator. That might have just been a miss miss <laughs> me. No, like, I like look. That's where half of my, my ideas come from. <laughs> visual d- designer. Yes. With a Z. Yeah. 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 No, I think visual creative, maybe. That's a good term. I like that. I like that, too. Uh, so if people ask you what you do, how do you... So besides the label that you put on it, how would you describe uh, some of the work that you've done? And then keeping the... Do you, do you keep sort of the, the graphic design or the commercial part of it separate mm-hmm. from the artist part? Or do you feel like it's all uh, sort of um, one? It's all kind of meshed together. I definitely think it's all one. I used to say that, like, graphic designers are artists that sold out. Um, but I don't really feel that anymore because there is there is an art in um, the design and advertising mm-hmm. workspace. So I, you can mix those two worlds together and have that appreciation for um, art in a print ad or a billboard. Because I drive by all the time and, and see advertising and, like, oh, this is fantastic, like the creative and this is is amazing. So you can appreciate it in different ways, I yeah. think. Well, I think it, it's, so it's definitely become different, uh, especially more recently, because it used to be that. I think there was this ideal of the starving artist who was doing it for art's sake, mm-hmm. and then there were the graphic designers, there were the art directors, or the people yeah. who were in advertising, who occasionally had to convince themselves that it was art. Mm-hmm. Um, or entertainment, at least, right? Like, the, I'm kind of in the entertainment industry, yeah. so I'm making commercials. And now there's this crossover with it, because all you're trying to do is get a message across, mm-hmm. right? And so you've done that with a lot of your illustrations are very, um, and you have a, a specific style, I think, uh, from the some of the stuff that I've seen of yours that's very playful. Yes. Yeah. And so I think that's something that you're going for. And that probably does translate to what you do, although I'm sure the... The user interface and the user experience is is all there, and but I, I'm sure it translates a bit to the the work that you do as well mm-hmm. in terms of playfulness. Is that true? Yeah, I I feel like um, and also the illustrations kind of like sometimes can be an outlet, right? I guess because I I spend so much time as a creative, I guess problem solver. Really, that's really what advertising is. Is your or at least designing for advertising is your you're solving the problem of how do we sell X to B or whatever, right. you know, um, or how do you, how do you tell a compelling message or translate what it does? Yes. Right. Cause yes. that's the bigger part of it is sometimes you, you take for granted that you understand what it is that the product does. Yeah, exactly. Like how do we, how do we say like, um, like for the app, for instance, like how do we communicate this message of what this is in just a little snippet of an of an image or mm-hmm. an ad? So that that gets interesting. So the illustrations that I do, I think are kind of an outlet for for me to just you know, these things are in my brain because I am a child at heart. <laughs> so children of all ages. Mm-hmm. And um I I'd like to bring them into more of the the advertising and marketing realm, but sometimes they can always, you know, the the, the weird illustrations can't always work in that in that realm. Right, right, right. So I get to I get to just have these just fall out of my brain onto Instagram for everybody to see and and, and uh, point and laugh at. Appreciate and yeah. sometimes um, sometimes purchase right. 
Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you ever done illustrations for, like, magazines or stories or online, like, sort of a uh, to tie into a... Because I'm, I'm really interested in that because I've seen some really, really good ones recently. Like, some that just made me laugh when yeah. they tied into uh, the story. So... Like taking, so the illustrations you're describing are just, this is stuff in my head. I'm just mm -hmm. doing this. It has nothing to do with anything. How do you feel about doing something like this is a story about X, Y, and Z? We need a, an illustration to help tell that story. I would love to do that. I have, uh, I've been thinking about too of starting to turn the illustrations more into like comics, mm -hmm. but not like a, like a single panel comic. Yeah. Um, and this, I, you can kind of see that in some of them where, I do a lot of caption bubbles that that don't have words. It might have a symbol. Mm -hmm. So, um, but doing a whole series of those would be a, like so much fun. And any sort of illustration, really, like when we get work in at the at Big Eye that comes in and like we need an illustration for this is like oh, so exciting. Or it, it, the opportunity to do like just kind of force that illustration into right, it. right. So you're in the client, the initial client meetings, and they're like, yeah. So we need uh, a logo, and you're like, yeah, you need an illustration. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking more of a, you know, word type and some sort of uh, font and uh, illustration. You know, you need you need a mascot. That's yeah. what you need. <laughs> and I can do that for you. <laughs> that, that's it. That's it. It's all mascot. Uh, and that's the way the, the industry is going, right? All mascot-based? I hope so. Yeah, that would be yeah. actually pretty amazing. Every company should have a cartoon mascot i mean if every olympics has a mascot then every company should yeah why not like it's a great point why i can't argue with yeah, that i no. literally can't argue with that it's it brings in the whatever market that you're looking for i don't know what a mascot market would bring in but why why not have a, ma a fun I'm, cartoon mascot? i'm in you don't have to convince me anymore okay. have you i think i'm convincing the, myself at this point the, the, we need it to a certain degree mascot okay we need a WCF mascot. Yeah. Well, sorry, WPRK. I keep thinking WCF because I talk about it so much. Uh, okay. So thinking about the industry, though, not just illustrations, not just working for clients, mm -hmm. um, it's really changed with the Internet economy mm -hmm. and being able to access people on a cheap more easily than any other time. Yeah. So going to a Fiverr or going to one of the other freelance like one of the ones where you can just bid on, just say, yeah. I need this, and you can actually get 15 logos and then just choose the one that you want. Um, how long have you been in the industry? It's been about 10 years or so since you've been working in no, the agency world? About five. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So within that time, so you've been there while this has happened. So this is already part of Oh, yeah. I, I was in that. I did. I tried that out early on. The a really sort of doing the commodity, yeah. designed by commodity sort and of situation. You're doing yourself a disservice if you, that's the way you're choosing your logo. And if you're a graphic designer that is in that, like in the fiber and on working on that, like you're hurting the entire industry, I feel. Because a logo is is not your, that's just the identity, visual identity of your company. Mm -hmm. But it's more than that. Like you need to have a brand that tells a story. Like a brand is not a logo and a logo is not a brand. Correct. Right. Yep. So when you're, you're paying somebody on Fiverr or wherever these are, you're not, they're not doing the proper homework on your company. They're seeing, I need, 
you know, brand X and they put a lion on brand X, like for no reason. Like, sure. oh, I like this. Well, they had one laying around, right? It was yeah, easy right. to they, grab it. They pulled one from Shutterstock and then are selling it to you now. Yep. Um so they're not they're not looking at your audience and they're not trying to to figure out is this going to work for you? It's just yeah, I like this, whatever. Like that's you're doing yourself a disservice if if that's the route that you're going. And even as designers, like, come on, man, you're, you're worth more than five, 10, five, 15 bucks. Yeah, because yeah. you're going to be working on this. Hopefully, if you're doing it right, you're going to spend hours on this. Mm-hmm. So it's not worth it to you at that at that price. But I guess these ones that are doing it like 100 logos a, a day, they're not they're doing it in like 15 minutes. Do you want somebody to spend 15 minutes? Well, on they're reusing logo? a bunch of stuff, that, right? That too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, now now you're not even going to have a unique logo. You're just going to have somebody else's with a different name slapped on it. Well, let me ask you this. So if somebody is starting a company, like I think of uh, my daughter, who okay. we're entering a contest at the library. She's going to sell some of her perler beads over there. Um, and it's a like a child's business uh, uh, thing. I don't know what to call it, like a show. Okay. Uh, basically like almost a little um, Etsy market, but just with kids and their businesses. Mm-hmm. And they've got to go up there. It's like a contest. They can win. Uh, like 50 bucks if they do well, but they can also sell their stuff there. So it's very cool. Um, I had really enjoyed like sitting down with her and trying to figure out like how much things should cost and how much does your time cost and kind of showing her that and getting her into that. But if she wanted to start a business, she didn't, well, she wasn't able to invest Mm. in the brand. She wasn't able to invest with an agency. How would somebody like that or somebody who's older and starting out, uh, you know, how would they, what would you suggest to them in terms of a brand, in terms of, you know, that kind of guidance? At least just reaching out to an agency because I think people have the wrong idea that agencies, when they do a logo, is going to be crazy expensive. Mm -hmm. But you can really work with, with, you know, find the right agency for you. And they can work with you on a, a price that is actually pretty reasonable. And especially if you're going to want to have your business successful, you got to you gotta spend some money to make money, right? If you're spending $5 on your logo, I mean, that's... You're getting what you pay for. You're getting for, what you pay for, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So why not spend, you know, a few hundred dollars extra and get something that is you, is your business, well, and it's custom. You're not going to see it eventually exactly. on a bunch of other different things. And they yeah. did their homework. They know they know what works and what doesn't work for a logo or a brand. And it just that's even even if you know the money you can't afford it, you can reach out to maybe UCF or mm-hmm. Valencia, and I'm, I'm sure there are students there that would love to take a stab at it for a cheap rate. So also with the agency model too, there's blackmail. So if you yeah. can get some dirt on yeah, the agency. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the way I do business. <laughs> it's all blackmail. Why do you yeah. think I'm here? It's yeah, you blackmailed me into uh that, that binder of photos this. that I brought with me. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm doing this. Nobody needs to see me in clown makeup. Uh let's talk a little bit about coming out of high school and how you chose to pursue this was it always on your radar to be an artist to be a graphic designer to sort of be in this space no and that's a fun story okay great so i had always done art at a young age 
Um, I was always in like the Winter Park Art Festival for like school and stuff, elementary, middle, high school, all that kind of jazz. Um, did some like Creality School of Art stuff like in the some summer classes, yeah, weekends, summer camps, yeah, yeah so that kind of thing. Um, but then after high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, That's I, rare. Yeah, it's shocking. Yeah, like nobody's ever had that happen to them before. So I went. I went to Florida Atlantic University, and uh, I majored in art history. I think I spent like two or three semesters there and decided, what am I going to do with an art history degree? There is very few jobs for that. Um, So I dropped out, as you do, and went to Valencia then as an audio production major and did that for like a year because of like, oh, I like music and I like, that'd be fun to work in a concert venue. There's these boards and moving things up and down. Dials and buttons. Yeah. That's fun. So I did that for like a year and then just decided I didn't, I don't want to work at Disney operating the spotlight, you know, for 12 bucks an hour or whatever. And at that time I had, uh, I had actually been working at a restaurant for like a 10 years since I was in high school. And so they approached me and I'm like, right, would you want to like enter the management program? I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, I'll do that. I, I know the restaurant inside and out, so why not? So I was actually a restaurant manager for a few years. Um, and just one day I'm like, I hate this. I hate doing this so much. And took a crazy leap and left a job that was paying $50,000 a year to go back to school for graphic design and get back into like art and stuff that I loved doing when I was younger. Is that what spurred it? You're like, okay, so I, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, I can't work at the restaurant anymore. I know I like art. This seems like graphic design and doing the uh, uh, the the program of Valencia mm-hmm. seems like the best route to a job. Yeah, and, and I, my mom actually was the one that had suggested when I was talking to her about like I just hate doing this, and she had suggested like Rhett, you were so good at art, and you were so passionate about it when you were younger. This might be a good route for you to take. And I knew it was the right thing when the first classes I enjoyed doing the homework and looked forward to it. So I'm like, okay, this always is, a nice thing. Yeah, this is the right thing, and strive to like just ha- just be the best in the class, like that competitive nature of like I'm gonna have the best logo. Or I want every portfolio, best yeah. portfolio, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's worked out so far. Well, you're doing it. I'm doing it, and you enjoy it, and I love it. So that it seems to be working out so far. Let me ask you uh, a couple of things. First of all, going back to uh, Florida Atlantic, mm-hmm. uh, looking back at it, because I, you know, I, I think we talk a lot about uh, in the media, and then I'm on the admission side, so we talk a lot about, you know, is there a right degree? Is there a degree that always equals a job? And people look at it sometimes, and they say art. As a parent. Mm-hmm. you know, of a 14-year-old, if my son decides to go into music or art, like, there's still this idea in the back of my head that he's going to be a starving artist. Yeah. Or art history, does that lead to a job? Looking back at it now, you know, with the, you know, with the advantage of hindsight and everything else, mm-hmm. do you still feel that way? Do you still feel like that is, that would have been a waste of time? Or do you feel like I could have pursued that and then still gotten into art and graphic design and everything else that I did. I think I think the latter is right, where I could have probably still gotten into graphic design with an art history degree, but maybe art degrees are all 
kind of one and the same. Like, depending on whatever your art major is in, you might lean towards that more. Mm-hmm. But I think they're they're probably interchangeable for the most part. Like, if you have an art history degree and you're also a talented artist, you're still going to be able to get a job somewhere in the art field. It's just that you have a different route of getting there. Right. Um, so I don't think it's bad. I, I think art majors are a great thing. And sometimes in the back of my head, I'm like, maybe I should go get my bachelor's in something in the art field. And But then I think, like, I'm already... I'm already in the field, so. Yeah, I think at this point, so what I see is I work with a lot of uh, uh, non-traditional learners. So, old, you know, older, mm-hmm. going back to school potentially, but they, they're out there and they're being successful yeah. uh, in many cases. Um, and a lot of it is the perspective that you gain. So think about it from that. Maybe you're already doing it, but maybe there's a, there's a technique, a name for it yeah. that you didn't realize. Um, and in many cases, it's the network that you get that's true so there's a little bit more to it than just that piece of paper at the end i'm always encouraging people to take a look at that i feel like i'm recruiting you now so <laughs> feel free to do Where whatever do you up? want yeah 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 uh how about somebody coming out of high school what advice would you give them um i would actually say to actually go to community college first yeah um it's not college is not for everybody as much as our guidance counselors and and our parents uh, and society pushes on you. Right, because the, the trap is that, or the the ongoing conversation is that you have to go to college right out of high yeah. school. So I, I would suggest go, starting off at community college. I wish I had done that. Um, one, it would be a heck of a lot cheaper. Uh, but it allows you to take those general courses, get into the, the rhythm, I guess, of college lifestyle without um, living on campus and, and getting distracted by the campus lifestyle right um and really just allows you to kind of figure out give you a couple years out of uh, out of high school to figure out what you want to do because you can always transfer after the first semester right if you want to go to a bigger school and you want to have that experience and all those courses most of them will transfer to your major university so yeah yeah, go go to community college first i like it all right thanks right yeah uh we're gonna come back we're gonna play a song here let's hear a little bit of audio slave And this is I Am the Highway, which I think is appropriate for that conversation. And then we're going to come back. Bad business ideas. Mm -hmm. More about you, Rhett. We're going to dig into uh, the music that you like to listen to. Awesome. When you're uh, working, when you're illustrating, when you're driving, Mm -hmm. when you're taking your phone in the bathroom. Yep. uh, All of those, like every scenario. I want to know everything that you're (laughs) listening to at each individual time. And, uh, yeah, pop quiz. I'll give you a hint on what the pop quiz is going to be. Okay. It's a Disney Quizney. Oh, I'm all over this. Okay, great. Uh, so we'll hear Audio Save, and we'll be back with Rhett Withy. Uh, I am Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Rah, rah, riot on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Rah, rah, riot, I think is probably. I've never really known. I, I guess so. Good. Yeah. Good. Close enough. Uh, on WPRK, you're listening to a certain degree. That was Ghost Under Rocks because still Halloween. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good morning. My name is Nick. I'm here with Rhett Withy. Good morning again, Rhett. Good morning. Local artist, local graphic designer, local. I mean, I guess, what do I have to keep saying local? Can I just leave I, that out? Yeah. I just, no. Well, yeah, I'll leave it out. 
Yeah, because you you could be a graphic designer anywhere. Yeah, you're you're literally a graphic designer no matter where you are. It's it's a a job that you can do from a coffee shop in New York, but for a client in Miami, if you wanted to. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So you work out of a coffee shop in New York. I'm learning a lot about you. <laughs> I flew down here for this. Just for yeah. this. So you've also done uh, recently, uh, or, you know, around town a mural over by Seven Bites. Mm-hmm. I worked on that with my wife. That was fantastic. I love that thing. And it gets play. I mean, it's on Instagram literally all the time. I think people are always taking pictures in front yeah, of it. Yeah. I think every day I get a, or multiple times, get tagged on that one. Nice. It's, it's great. I love it. Yeah. And then, uh, so you work at an ad agency as well. Mm-hmm. I work at Big, Big Eye. Eye. Yep. yep. And then uh, you do illustrations. You have a website, so we'll talk about all that. But it, really, the, the the place to look you up is at Rhett Withy on Instagram. That is the number one most active where I'm at. Got it's, it. It's more fun. Okay. More fun there. And so having consulted with people, having worked on businesses, I feel like you're the type of person that is going to do well in this segment, which is, uh, as we all know, and I'm going to cue up the music, as we all know, <laughs> as some of us know, bad business ideas. Bad business ideas. It's time to pick just one. It's going to be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone. So come on, as Yes, bad business ideas. They're great. I, I'm excited for this. Good. You good. can hear it in my voice. I can. Excited. This is as excited as Red gets, as this, far as I can tell. This is about it. For about two hours. <laughs> now, uh, now, Red, before we get to your choice of ideas, and you're going to have your choice of ideas, you're going to mm-hmm. be able to improve them, you're going to be able to take all the, the design and marketing know-how that you have okay. and apply it. So you're going to be able to tell which one is yours and which one you're going to choose. And I, I don't know if I made this clear or not, but which one you're contractually obligated to run with. Because oh. by being on the show, Ooh. the one you choose, you have to do. Okay. Yeah. I'm a silent partner in it. <laughs> you take on all the liability okay. and the responsibility. This is this is a lot. The response liability, as okay. I like to call it. But before we get to your choice of ideas. And no pressure. I've got a very special... Uh, bad business idea for you. I'm going to pitch you a movie idea. It's a horror movie because mm-hmm. it is October. And so this is an extra idea. So you're getting three. Okay. You're welcome in advance. Yeah, bring it. Fog. Fog. Yeah. Visibility is lessened. Sound is diffused. Mm-hmm. It smells like water. Mm-hmm. A fog descends on a small central Florida city. Do people start mysteriously disappearing? Are you asking me? Are, are they? They're not. Oh. Do pets or livestock mysteriously disappear? Okay. No. No. Do clowns appear? No. Also no. Okay. Yeah. The fog disappears and sticks around. It becomes part of the lives of all the residents, and they get used to it. In fact, it becomes a part of the allure of the city. Like, people want to go and see this crazy fog that isn't going away because there's a mystery to it. There's sort of, uh, you know, almost a mysticism mm-hmm. to it. Like, why is it happening? What's causing it? Come see it for yourself. And so gift shops start selling fog-related merchandise, theme parks incorporated into their rides. (laughs) But then the obvious happens, Mm. fog saturation. Mm. And I don't mean rain. I mean, like, people just get sick of seeing it. Like, yeah, 
it's it was the new thing and now it's not it's the new normal yeah so city leaders tourism officials and others gather to come up with a plan what are they going to do first up obvious they train and release thousands of birds to just sort of sit around and look ominously at people okay they don't attack they don't do anything else but the birds plus the fog fog's still pretty mysterious now you got these birds around yeah people start coming back mm-hmm. not for long novelty wears off eventually and they have to up the ante again next up mm-hmm. puppets puppets randomly appearing too scary so they dial it back a little bit. Yeah. It turns out people are pretty interested in uh, abandoned insane asylums. Okay. Yeah. So they start putting those up. And it's, what's interesting is they raise property values for some reason. <laughs> so we start importing. The city starts, I say we, because obviously I'm thinking of Orlando. Yeah. Uh, so the city starts importing uh, insane, abandoned insane asylums Just from all over the U.S. Picking them up. Just and picking up the them. whole thing and yeah. moving it here. Uh, next, the city looks to commission technology uh, that will allow us to speak with the dead because, you know, again, you got the birds, you got the insane asylums, mm-hmm. you have the fog, mm-hmm. let's talk with dead people, and they do, except that it's kind of boring. Like, the dead are, you know, not very exciting, they're yeah. kind of long-winded, they mostly just want to talk to us. Kind of whiny. little bit navel-gazy, yeah. uh, which is funny because they don't have navels anymore because, <laughs> you know, they're dead. Uh, so community leaders eventually realize this level of one-upmanship isn't sustainable. So you can't just keep creating scary things. Like, are you going to bioengineer gremlins? Mm-hmm. Are you going to create a literal gateway to hell? Mm. Um, and actually they do. The problem is that so many people come that the demons create their own theme park. And then mm. there's some competition there. So they close the gateway. Yeah. So that's not. Tourists stop coming. Mm. People start moving away. Ironically, it becomes a ghost town. Oh. End scene. End credits. Roll credits. Whatever it is that you do at the end of a movie. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe the fog turns to acid, like everybody moves out and the fog turns to acid. I um, I think the fog should... I, I didn't know how to end this movie. I'll be honest with you. You got to do the post-credit scene. Okay. That sets up the, the fog universe. Yep. But the, the fog is a... Uh, something that is so out of our comprehension mm-hmm. that we can't see it so the fog is a result of something that we can't even comprehend oh okay like the, like an ant can't comprehend how big and massive people are yeah you, know, you know i have a lot of ant listeners i think you know denigrating oh, them I'm, i don't that way that's a microaggression yeah I'm sorry yeah very <laughs> microaggression <laughs> But maybe that's what maybe that's what the twist is. Okay, so something to think about as you're listening to these other bad business ideas. You may want to come back to this okay. as a, a movie you want to produce. I love it. You want to find the funding for that sort of thing. Yeah, maybe direct. That'd be great. I mean, really, directing is just is just art directing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Let's call it that. Uh, Rhett, may I call you Rhett? Yes, that's fine. That's what my friends call me. Great. What do you think of when I say zoos? Zoo. First thing that comes to mind. Uh, I think of all of the animals. Great. Uh, I mean, that's what you're supposed yeah. to, right? Yep. Do you like the zoo? I do like the zoo. What about the crowds at the zoo? Um, Sometimes, well, I guess they're not so bad, but sometimes they can be, yeah, frustrating. Yeah. Is there a better way to deliver the experience of the zoo? Hmm. 
You want that? I can see the wheels turning. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to count to three, and we're going to say the solution at the same time. I want to see if we're on the same page here. Okay. Okay, so I'm going to count to three, and then you say what you think the solution is for a better experience at the zoo. Okay. Okay, ready? Yep. One, two, three. Bring the zoo with animals. Oh, man. Close. Close. Yeah. So my idea <laughs> uh, for this bad business idea for you, how can you be closer to them, near them, potentially in danger from them, mm-hmm. without being in the enclosure with them? Without, without being? Without. You can't. You have I, to you be have in the enclosure yeah. with them. Our new venture would allow people to spend as much time as they want in, in a zoo. <laughs> so is it dangerous? Uh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Let's do a quick role play, though. We just want to show you kind of the idea behind it. Okay. I'll be Burgess Meredith, proprietor of the new zoo experience, which I call my own private antelope. And you'll be Cesar Romero, a guest who's just arrived mm. at the zoo. Mr. Romero, welcome to my own private antelope. Good afternoon, sir. Thank you for inviting me. Well, <laughs> uh, well you made a reservation, so oh, well. that's great. Somebody didn't tell me. I have you down for two nights in the hippo enclosure, one of our most popular experiences. So I just wanted to check before we uh, let you in and uh, close the door and lock it. Uh, I just want to see if you wanted any of our uh, special upgrades. So would you be needing any wildebeests? This wildebeest, day? Uh, hippo enclosure? No, no, I'm no. good with the hippos right okay, now. Okay, just the hippos. Yeah. Got it. Perfect. Uh, there is a mini bar in the enclosure. Water is mm-hmm. free of charge. Mm-hmm. Everything else has little labels on it, but you want to get to that early. The hippos tend to lay down good. on the mini bar. Good, good. Great. Yeah. Uh, and did you bring your own sleeping arrangements? I did not. Okay, that's fine. No. There are plenty of trees. You're going to want to stay on high ground. Mm-hmm. High ground, preferably in the trees. Uh, surprising how dangerous hippos are. Yes. I'd we s- should probably do more training on that. I was under the assumption that I could walk across their backs like stones and... You uh, could try. Okay. Yeah. But that's frowned upon. Uh, once you sign this waiver, you can do whatever <laughs> you want in there. Uh, here's your key card. Okay. Great. Thank Good you. to have you here. Uh, this will not unlock anything. You are trapped in there for two days. So the key card is just for the mini bar then? Just for show, actually, because oh. the mini bar has been crushed. Well, thank you. Yes. For the useless key card. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> and scene. My own private antelope. I like it. Yep. I what like do you it. think about branding wise? Do you do you like the the is that name too long? Um no, I it's it's intriguing. Yeah. It's very intriguing because I want to know more. If I just saw come visit my own antelope, my was it my personal My own private antelope. My own private antelope. I would have so many questions. Great. So many questions. Perfect. Then I got that one right. So Rhett, idea number two, you're a bit younger than me. But let me tell you about a magical summer okay. 30 years ago. Mm. Two amazing movies came out. Just remarkable, life-changing movies, both starring a 39-year-old action movie star, ingenue, mm-hmm. named Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. I mean, you may have heard of him. Yeah. Uh, anytime these movies are on cable, you have to stop and watch them. Uh, they, they really did change our lives forever. Maybe that's too much, but arguably Running Man and Predator. Love them. 30 years ago this year. Yeah. We're both cautionary tales, right, about the potential dangers we face from reality TV. Mm-hmm. And I think that's come to pass. Yeah. And uh, aliens. Like, what do you do yeah. when they come and visit and how do you avoid them? 
Uh, so forget sequels and spinoffs. What I really looked at this week, once I realized that it was the 30th uh, anniversary of both of these movies, I can't. they came out within four months of each other. I can't even fathom that now. It's a big summer for Arnold. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, they're literally chock full of bad business ideas. Like stuff, mm -hmm. not only did they predict the future, we might be able to mine both of those movies for ideas of new businesses. So our new venture will be called Running Predator. And so what we will do is just monetize ideas from specifically these two movies only. So, and hopefully get Arnold as spokesperson, but we don't really, whatever. We can get him, we can not get him. He'll probably yeah, be available soon. Why not? So here are just a few of the ideas to wet your whistle for Running Predator. Camouflage cream. So it's a moisturizer. It will give you soft skin, and it will also hide you from aliens. Mm. Uh, Elon Musk and Richard Branson, they're working on the Hyperloop. Guess what Running Man had? Rocket sleds. Oh, that's right. We already know those work. <laughs> They've already been tested. Yes. Forget the Hyperloop. Let's just get everybody on rocket sleds. Uh, when it comes to Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, social media, photo filters, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what was the original photo filter? Uh, the original photo filter? Yeah, the Predator mask. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So Camouflage. maybe we could, yeah, and maybe we could do a social media app that has all these filters and combine it with a dating app, mm. and it's called Predate. <laughs> and so, sure, they look good, right? Like, here's a picture of somebody, they look great, yeah. but what do they look like in ultraviolet? Yeah. And what do they look like in infrared? Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going to judge a person by their cover, or like a book, like I did earlier. I want to know all about them and yeah, every facet of Different them. spectrums. And exploding necklaces. Let's okay. talk about that. Running yeah. Man. Uh, the problem with them? They explode. Not fashionable. I was going oh, in a different direction. See, okay, all right. If you make them a little more fashionable, I yeah. think that would be really beneficial. Because to who doesn't our... want an exploding necklace? I mean, I, that's going to it's the hot gift this year. I literally, yeah, super hot. So hot it explodes. Yeah, I was waiting for that. Yeah, thank <laughs> you for that. Uh, okay, so running predator tagline would be "We'll be back," and uh, your choice between that and my own private antelope. I have to go with the the predator, the running predator, the running predator. Okay. I mean, so just I, there's so many more ideas. I mean, I just scratched the surface. It's just it, there's so many layers to it. You can keep going. <laughs> oh, there's some layers. Yeah, <laughs> man, there's layers. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. So I'll expect a uh, business plan. Okay. Logo, branding, yep. all of the branding. Yeah. Like if you go on Fiverr for this, I'm going to be. I, I mean, it's, it's disappointing. Fine. Yeah, it'll all be, be disappointing. I'm not going to be super upset. Because mm. I get it. You're going to have to turn this around pretty quickly. Yeah. Because basically, we've just announced our intentions on the radio. <laughs> so, so somebody's going to steal this anybody idea. Anybody else can steal this idea. Crap. Yeah. Ugh. So you're going to have to You're gonna have to have get on that. Okay. I'm on it. All right. So let's listen to a song while you start sketching out some <laughs> drawing. This is Intenable with Sans Objet on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Intenable on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. They're French, so it's Intenable. I, yes. Sans Objet was the name of the song, which I think means without reason or without purpose. Something along those lines. So appropriate songs to play after bad business ideas. Yeah, of course. Yeah.
So I picked that uh, for that reason and also because they are playing tonight at Will's Pub for Foreign Descent 4. So go check that out. It's like seven bands for $10. That sounds like value to me. That is so much value. Yeah. I can't even stand it. <laughs> and I can stand a lot. Ten, seven bands for 10 bucks At Will's. At Will's Pub? Yeah. Great. That's a good time. My name is Nick. You're listening to A Certain Degree. We just finished up with Bad Business Ideas, and I'm back with Rhett Withy. Graphic designer, uh, husband, husband, uh, beard, beard aficionado. Uh, I wouldn't call it aficionado. I'm bad at upkeep, so it's just a beard. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's okay. Facial hair, bearded, bearded. Yeah, yep. that's good. Uh, let's see what else. What else? That's about it. Yeah, I think that sums you up pretty well. Yeah, bearded graphic designer. <laughs> bearded graphic designer. Yeah. One of many. And husband. <laughs> and husband. Yes, to one. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> you notice you I, I noticed you didn't name the person, so as far as I know, there might be yes, multiple. Uh, her name is Ashley. Ah, uh, yes. okay. All right. She she'd be mad if I she's listening right now. Okay. So Hey Ashley. Hello, Ashley. Okay. Good to talk to you, Ashley. I mean Rhett. Uh <laughs> so let me ask you about music. So I like to talk to and ask people what their favorite uh, musician is, what their favorite band is, and invariably I get some pretty interesting responses that mm -hmm. can go from, you know, it was funny because, uh, you know, it had a couple of people say Tom Petty, had a couple of people say yeah. Bruce Springsteen, um, and what it allows me to do is, you know, explore that fast. It might be someone that I'm uh, familiar with but may not have listened to in a while, mm -hmm. maybe someone I don't know at all, uh, but you chose ACDC. Yeah. And I think that's that's great because I think the the implication to what is your favorite band is what do you listen to when you need to get moving, when you need to get motivated? Mm -hmm. And that I could see as a band that absolutely does that. So is that where ACDC fits into your life in general? Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's always hard when somebody asks, what's your favorite band? Mm -hmm. Because... Oh, uh, and I've had people push back on that question. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. But um, I think my go-to answer is, is usually ACDC, just for that same reason. Like, it gets you moving. Mm -hmm. It's fun, right? It's, um, I, I think it's good for a lot of occasions. Um, they were actually my first concert I ever went to. And oh, nice. still the loudest concert I've ever I gone to. I would imagine. Um, Has, have, have your ears stopped ringing at this I, point? I think I have permanent tinnitus yeah. from uh from that show um it was great though and I, this i used to raid my dad's cd collection when i was younger when i started getting into music mm -hmm. and he had a few acdc albums in there um and i think that's probably where it, where it started listening to those it, and it was it, it was incredibly accessible right so it was still it, it was a little bit harder than your typical pop music but mm -hmm. It wasn't anything too extreme, right? So it was kind of easy to get into. I think people can listen to it yeah. any age, pretty much. I would say like ninety five percent of it is is family friendly. I yeah, guess. there's occasionally a song yeah. or two that uh, you know I obviously didn't put. We're gonna hear one here in a second, but mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I didn't put any of the really questionable stuff on there. <laughs> but uh, so, how do you? When are you listening to music? How are you interacting with music? So is it pretty much on constantly you need that in the background to help you uh, sort of focus in on work? 
Yes, I I always have music playing. Okay. Um, much to the chagrin of the people that work around me, because mm-hmm. uh, I have headphones, but they're really nice headphones, and so I can't hear anything but the music. So they're trying to get my attention. So they're like flailing their arms when they need to ask me questions and whatnot. But because I get in such a zone too with it, that I just kind of block everything else around it. But it's it's interesting because I don't listen to just like one type of music like most people do. You listen to a wide variety. And it's funny sometimes the I don't realize what I'm listening to when it compares to what I'm working on. So if I'm working on a let's say a um campaign for a church, like a local church, mm-hmm. right? I might actually just be listening to like Slayer while I'm w- designing this Christmas holiday campaign but it has nothing to do with christmas it's just funny that like if they only knew so you don't need to theme your music no but occasionally it probably does slip through where maybe there's a pentagram added <laughs> i right? don't know because that... it's, in, it's in your head right like if you're listening to slayer eventually it's going to transfer into i hope not i, I hope <laughs> i'm not subconscious i think it's just like the rhythm and the in the in the beat and that I just need that kind of, um, I don't know how to, ex- adrenaline? Yeah. Yeah, adrenaline. Yeah. There's also, I've always felt like there's this lizard part of your brain that you need, you need, if you can get that part sort of uh, engaged in something else, mm-hmm. then allows you to focus a little bit better. That's a brilliant point that, yeah, I guess I never thought of it like that. Like, I'm focusing on this area, which allows me to, not get roadblocked by what I'm trying to do over here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, that's how I interact with me. I almost always have to have it on in the background, mm-hmm. especially when I'm writing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've tried the television and tried doing that stuff, but that can be distracting. Yeah. Uh, even if it's something you've watched uh, a million times or it does tend to seep in. Like all of a sudden I'm watching Star Trek The Next Generation because I've seen that a million times and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really have to watch it to know what's happening in that episode. And then all of a sudden, I'm making Star Trek Next Generation analogies <laughs> in each segment, and it's really not good. Yeah, I can it's, see that. It's really not great because nobody really remembers that show as much as I do. But what about this? Like, when you're listening to music, do you have or like, do you have headphones or do you just have it? In, I've in done the room? both. I feel like the headphones help me focus even more so. Same here. Yeah, because it does cut out a lot of other stuff, but it also the sound quality can be better. And then it's also helping me hear things maybe that I hadn't heard before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and to me, it's interesting also to talk to people who can't do music with words in it when they're mm. trying to work. So they listen to soundtracks or yeah. they listen to classical music. Or I had a lot of uh, people who I worked with that would listen to uh, like techno or EDM. And I'm like, that's that's almost too much for yeah. me. Right. Like I, I like it. You know, that in small doses can be fun. But, uh, yeah, what I what I tend to do, though, is I listen to random on my own library, like songs that I've rated, mm-hmm. um, or I have to listen to human curated soundtracks like Pandora and uh, the other one, um, Spotify to me, if you just hit random on that. Yeah, I, that's too random. Mm-hmm. I like it to have some sort of through line. I like to have it, you know, where hopefully a person has kind of put it together. And it has a little bit more of a theme or it has something that I'm familiar with a little bit more if in the case of my library. I usually do a full album. 
Okay, I don't so you're do, listening from start to finish. Yeah, I don't really do... I mean, I listen to playlists. I have my own playlist that I've, I've made that I've themed. I have yep. different themed playlists. So, Poker Night. Not even uh, that. Dancing on the Ceiling Day. Uh, I'm assuming no. they're all time-related. No, not really even that. It's no. just like, um, like I have one that is just like classic deep cuts. Okay. Right? Like, okay, B-sides. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one that's more like soul music and like doo-wop. Like, so I guess genres. I have okay. a genre yeah, playlist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but most of the time I usually listen to full albums. I, I think I listen to The Wall maybe once a week while I'm working. That's a great album to work to huh. from Pink Floyd. Yeah. Um, that one has is always a constant play. So going back to it, did you do something or do you feel like you uh, did something really remarkable while you were listening to that and that kind of helps you rekindle that feeling? I wonder if it's just that it's creative. Like it's, there's... Well, there's so many aspects yeah. there, right? Like there's so many levels to that as opposed to uh, maybe a song that's just about this or an album that has songs that don't go together at all. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. I don't I don't know if I can put my finger on what it is about that album that I play every week. Right. Because that one gets played more than any other album, I huh. think. I think that and um, I think of some other albums. Uh, Sturgill Simpson. Oh, yeah. I listen to a lot of him. Yep. I like him a lot. Um, and then, of course, like the old ACDC albums. Bon Scott ACDC is my, is my preference. I mean, I like all of it. Sure. But the early, like... The early ones are good too. Yeah, full to listen to full full all the way through. Interesting. I'll have to try that because I haven't like I you know I I don't listen to full albums. I mm-hmm. listen to almost always stuff kind of various or by genre or something. It's it's harder. It's harder and harder to do now though. Like with with Spotify and Pandora and stuff like you're saying, they're set up for a playlist mm-hmm. listening style. So I don't blame you. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you don't blame me. I don't blame you. I appreciate it. Why don't we play some ACDC right now? Yes. Since you're not blaming me. <laughs> While you're not blaming me, I'm going to play some ACDC. Uh, this is You Shook Me. Yeah, it's a good one. All night long. Yeah. Wait, so you interrupted. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't I know got where excited. to put the emphasis. So, You Shook Me. Comma. <sighs> Did it again, Red. <laughs> you Shook Me All Night Long on WPRK Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. ACDC on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. My name is Nick. That was you shook me all night long. That's different. That's I think that's how I'm going to go with it <laughs> yeah. from now on. Rhett Withy, my very special guest. It is almost time to be done. I guess. Already? Yeah. Is, is that sh- how you say words? Finished? It's almost finished. It is nearly complete. So we've got a uh, pop quiz okay. that we have to do. Very special themed pop quiz today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could say it's a pop quizney, quizney about Disney. I like it. Eh, it doesn't really work. Clever. But on this day, the reason for this is not only is it Weird Al Yankovic's birthday today. He's 58 years old. Happy birthday, Weird Al. Happy birthday, Weird Al. How do you feel about Weird Al? Love him. Okay, great. Yeah. He's going on tour, not coming near Florida, unfortunately. But what's mm. funny is he's playing a lot of his own songs. He's not going to be playing the uh, parodies. Okay. So I kind of, I almost want to travel to see something like that. Yeah. Just to be able to say that I did that. Some good polka. On this day, 76 years ago, a little movie 
by the name of Dumbo came out. Mm. It was released. I don't need to tell you. Instant classic. Yeah. Uh, 2019, in a couple of years, we'll have a live-action version of it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. But making live-action versions of animated films, pretty dope. It's It's been okay so far. Okay. So this is going to be all about live-action Disney films. Okay. The plans, what you think the best way to go is... Again, Disney, if you're listening, and I know you are, mm -hmm. Disney's a big listener, uh, these maybe are some uh, ideas that you could have from us. Yeah, a little taste. Yeah. But if you want, you know, the full meal, you got to... If you want some help doing this, yeah. you got to call. So let's start with an easy question. Uh, which one, Aladdin or Peter Pan? To do live action? No, just in general. Oh, which one? Peter Pan. Okay. That's correct. Yes. Let me just write that down. Plus one. one. Okay. Out of all the live-action adaptation planned, which includes Mulan, they're going to do Lion King, mm -hmm. aforementioned Dumbo, and Aladdin, just to name a few. Christopher Robin is currently uh, one that will feature a grown version of the character. Okay. Right? So kind of like Hook. Yeah. So Christopher Robin's going to be grown up, and I guess he's going to be visited by the character's... Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Piglet, and the rest of the characters from uh, 100 Acre Wood. Okay. So, what would you like to see Christopher Robin doing as a day job now that he's grown up? Hmm. Is it A, he's an Elon Musk-level tech entrepreneur. He keeps inventing things based on the characters but can't figure out why, like he's forgotten them. Mm -hmm. So, he makes a car that runs on honey and a rocket that uses <laughs> springs to get into orbit. <laughs> And they visit him, and maybe they want royalties. I don't know. So that's one tech entrepreneur. Lobbyist for Big Pharma. This is uh, another option. But, like, super into it in a soul-to-soul -soul kind of way. Mm -hmm. And his company's new pill kills your imagination, and Pooh and company have come to remind him that, you know, imaginations are important. Yeah. Most likely. Okay. Uh, or C, this is the twist one, a patient in an insane asylum. He's in the insane asylum. The twist is he didn't grow up and leave his imagination. His imaginary friends all left him to go get jobs. Mm. So everyone thinks he's crazy for saying, you know, oh, I have these friends, Winnie the Pooh and Tigger and all these other things, when in reality they're real. Yeah. And so he never forgot them. They forgot him. Oh. Okay. So That's... which would you like to see as sort of the, the Christopher Robin uh, the beginning of his character arc in this movie. As interesting as choice C is, I think I would kind of like to see choice B, Big Pharma. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, Eeyore is obviously in need of some Big Pharma. He could use some, yeah, some yeah. help. Yep. So there, I think there's a story there, too. Okay. So, yeah, I think that would be pretty interesting to see him in that, in that role. I like that. Okay. So I'm going to put that down. That Was that the right answer? Of course. Okay, good. Good. Good so far. Uh, out of the more contemporary animated movies, uh, several actors stand out for making multiple appearances. Mm -hmm. uh, so who would you like to see make a cameo in one of the live-action films? Uh, there's John Ratzenberger from Cheers, of course, yep. and then he's been in, I think, just about every Pixar movie to mm -hmm. date. Uh, there's Edie McClurg. Uh, you might know her as the school secretary from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, yeah. She's had roles in The Little Mermaid, Wreck-It Ralph, uh, Bugs Life, and a few others. Always funny. Mm -hmm. Love her. And then there's uh, sort of a dark horse on this list, Alan Tudyk. 
Hmm. Uh, so he did the voice. Uh, you may know him uh, from Rogue One as K2SO. Yep. He was in Firefly mm -hmm. uh, as Wash. He's also voiced characters in Frozen, Big Hero 6, and Zootopia. Yeah. Uh, again, just to name a few. So who would you like to see as just a special cameo nod to the fans in one of these live-action films? I, th mm, I think at, like Alan Tudyk would be fun, but I think you would recognize him too much and kind of it take you out of that moment. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like the Stan Lee cameos, right? right so, where it's like, oh, there he is. Like, okay. So uh, what you're saying is Alan Tudyk might be is bad for movies. No, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm he's not saying listener. he's bad. I'm saying that he's a uh, he's a longtime fan. He's a he's too recognizable. So I think Edie would probably be the okay. right choice Edie there. Edie McClurg, like a All little right. fun Easter egg. I'll give you a, a one on that. Point uh, five. Very good. No, that was the correct answer. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for other reasons, I don't hate Alan Tudyk like you apparently do, but <laughs> Edie McClurg, you gotta love her. Uh, one thing that hasn't been explored in the live-action world of Disney are team-ups and crossovers. We haven't had any of that yet. Mm -hmm. So, uh, with the exception of TV, so they did that with the uh, the Descendants television yeah. show where the kids of the villains are all going to high school together. Yeah, which is which is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, but what team-up would you most likely would you most like to see on the big screen? So something like an Avengers, but featuring Ariel, Simba, Doc. Tinkerbell and the Beast. Mm -hmm. uh, is it more of a Thelma and Louise story with Mulan and Pocahontas? Mm -hmm. Or would you like to see something a little darker, maybe uh, Reservoir Dogs with Jafar, Cruella DeVille, Shere Khan, Hades, and as the mole, Elsa? Mmm. Mmm, indeed. Yeah, I really like that idea. Uh, the Reservoir Dogs? Yeah. yeah yep. that, I mean, I think they're kind of overdue for a villain centric i guess that sounds odd a villain centric disney film sure but uh, like from their point of view i think would be a lot of fun that sounds amazing actually that actually would be really yeah. cool yeah <laughs> so that's a plus one good good you keep choosing the I'm right doing ones. well uh let's get back to dumbo in okay. 2019 as i mentioned if all goes as planned we'll have a live action movie tim burton is going to direct it uh why do i hate him so much <laughs> <laughs> so is it a Batman? I just started really getting pretentious about comic books as literature when okay. that movie came out, and it struck me as not serious enough. It was a little too gratuitous, a little too much of a throwback to the original Batman television show. Is it B, because of Edward Scissorhands? Uh, again, similar situation. I just read Frankenstein, and I was like super pretentious about horror as literature, mm -hmm. and that was obviously way too derivative of that. Or C, no real logical reason. I just hate the guy. Don't know why. It's probably C. Yep. Yeah, it's probably C. Yep. I mean, in some Maybe level, plus one on that. At least his earlier movies were. You could take something away from him. I be, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, exactly. One of the best movies ever. Love that movie. Yeah. Large Marge. And I was okay with Beetlejuice. Looking Love back Beetlejuice. at it now, I, I'm like, oh, now it's kind of through the lens of me not liking Tim Burton. Did you like Big Fish? I want to say maybe, but I don't remember seeing it. I, I think I got halfway through, and I yeah, I think it's one of those like for some, but not for others. Yeah, I I was one of the others. One of the others. I I know he hated Planet of the Apes, so that wasn't yeah. very good. And then I don't know if you can go back and do Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. I, I did not enjoy that. Yeah, was there singing? 
No, there wasn't, was there? Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Really didn't like that either. Just too much I've, singing in that. I, I've seen it like twice. Yeah. And I don't understand the... Um, appeal? Appeal. Well, not yeah. appeal, but like the just mass hysteria for it. Oh, the like, just everyone liking it as much as they do? Yeah, it's got yeah. like Hocus Pocus. Like nobody liked that movie when it came out. And now it's like the thing now. I don't know. It's Bette Midler. I think, I'm thinking too much about it. Yeah, it's <laughs> Bette Midler. She's got a lot of built-in fans. Okay, good. No logical. All right, spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. I don't want to freak anyone out, but eventually Disney is going to run out of animated films. It can turn into live-action movies. It's going to happen. Wow. Yeah. How should they be preparing for this dark day? Is it A, buying other intellectual property with talking creatures like Animal Farm, Jonathan Livingston Siegel, and Watership Down? Why not? Yeah. Uh, B, taking the live action films and animating them frame for frame. (laughs) Or C, sequels, a million sequels. Uh, hmm. It's going to be a million sequels. Oh, that's tough. It's going to be a million sequels, but they're also... What should they do? They probably should do A. The Watership Down and the other... I mean, that tends to be what they've been doing with buying Marvel and Star Wars. Right. It still seems weird. Marvel and, and Star Wars? Are owned by Disney. Now, there's a crossover I'd never want to see. Yeah, I don't want to see Spider-Man hanging out with Chewbacca. Maybe I do, actually. Okay, now yeah, wait you a minute. say it out loud, <laughs> that sounds amazing. On, on paper, you're like, no. Right. I don't, want, I don't want a bunch of crazy canon things happening. Yeah. But if we could just... I don't figure something out a where it's an shot. alternate universe and Spider-Man and Chewbacca are hanging out. Yeah. That would be pretty. Because once the webbing gets stuck in his fur, <laughs> he's, he's going to so get mad. so mad. <laughs> he rip your it's arms gonna off. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Let, let's do that. Okay. I'm okay, on board. So let's with work on that. The so Chewbacca you did really Spider-Man. well. I, I'm going to give you a bonus point just for that idea. Thank so you. So you scored a seven. Oh, good. Very nice. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. I don't, uh, I'm not sure out of how many or what that means. But seven thumbs up. Seven thumbs up for Rhett with the Rhett, let's, uh, oh, we're almost out of time. Already. Yeah. It so goes fast. by so quickly. So let's talk a little bit about how people can get in touch with you, how you want them to interact with you, uh, mainly through Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, that's the number one uh, avenue of uh, seeing what I'm doing. Yep. Um, you can go to my website com. if you want to shoot me a line just to say, hey, you were terrible on the air. Don't ever do mm-hmm. that again. Yep. Um, I will immediately put that into my junk folder, but you can do that. Um, you can buy some stuff. You can there. buy some stuff. There's you can some... buy some stickers. And I got some prints from the Manello uh, exhibit still yep. available. Um, you can always check out Big Eye and see what we're doing there as well. So one of the projects you're working on is Ask Adu. Ask Adu, yeah. It's a live streaming app where um, where you can ask questions and get answers like in the moment instead of going online and trying to describe your problem and getting an answer from Yahoo Answers from 2007, right? which may not be applicable anymore. So as a user, if I was, uh, uh, if I was on the app, I could just be kind of taking a look at it every once in a while and seeing what people are asking and maybe ask my own questions, but I could also help someone. Yeah, absolutely. That's the idea behind it. That's the exact idea. Um, so that your refrigerator that's running that mm-hmm. you can't really or describe not running. or not running in that yeah. in that moment and that you can't really describe the sound, you can 
launch a video on Ask You Do, and people can come in and say, hey, you just need to like let it defrost for an hour instead of calling the repairman out who's going to tell you that and charge you 200 bucks. Yeah, great. So I like that because uh, I always have a lot of refrigerator issues. A lot of people are calling me asking if it's running. Yeah. I, um, that, Big time. I've had that issue too. Yeah. We've all been there. We have all been there. Uh, so if you'd like to learn more about Rhett at Rhett Withy or just search for Rhett Withy, if you don't know how to spell it, you could probably just Google I, it and get there's it There's not that many. Yeah. There's, there's very few. Yeah. Uh, you can go to my site, uh, com, and I will be here next week. Rhett, you will be sleeping possibly uh, next week at this time? At this time. I mean, you'll be up to listen to the show, obviously. Yeah, of course. But uh, driving. Yes, driving. Yeah. So be careful. Yes. No texting and driving. Uh, because my understanding is you don't like voicemail. So we're going to play <laughs> one more song. Uh, thank you again, Rhett, for thank being you. out here. Thank you for having me. And this is Particle with Launchpad on WPRK, Warner Park, Florida. You've been listening to A Certain Degree. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. Check out Rhett's art at rhettwithy.com. Want more art than that? Then visit to a certaindegree.com. That's T-O-A, certaindegree.com. Admittedly, there's not a lot of things there that would be considered traditional art, untraditional art, things that will be considered art in the future. It's all right there. So many art. Are we art? Is art art?